Welcome to the Nonprofit Hero Factor, a weekly live video broadcast and podcast where we'll be helping nonprofit leaders and innovators create more heroes for their cause and a better world for all of us. Ding. Ding. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Nonprofit Hero Factory. Today is a very cool and interesting episode for me. It is the first time we've got a guest coming back to the show. This guest has already been on once. And while we were on the air the first time, I said, we've got to have you back because we want to talk about what happens in the six months since we've had her last time. She is Kathleen Murphy Toms. We had her back on episode 26. Kathleen, for those of you that don't know, didn't catch that episode, you might want to go check it out. But she is the director of digital strategy for a little organization called Giving Tuesday, also known as the biggest philanthropy movement in history. Giving Tuesday leverages social media and a broad network of nonprofits, community activists, schools, brands, small businesses, and individuals to ignite a movement and global call to action to give. It has seen record-breaking engagement at every level of society, from some of the world's biggest celebrities and influencers to students, volunteers, and everyday givers. Kathleen studies the use of digital tools within social movements, particularly their use in shifting power, creating mass mobilization, instilling behavior change, and achieving global equity. Kathleen has coached thousands of social impact leaders and grassroots organizers from nearly every continent on how to not only generate funds for their cause, but to inspire and mobilize groundswell movements to create systemic change. She is on the faculty at New York University Center for Global Affairs, where she teaches social changemakers how to develop innovative content marketing and digital strategies to activate and engage new audiences. Her class is actually coming up soon. If you're listening to this and interested, you might still get a chance to sign up for a spot. It is limited. Uh, And Kathleen describes her superpower as navigating the tools that are worth the time in the sorry, navigating the tools that are worth the time investment versus those that just aren't. With that, let's bring Kat onto the show. Hi, Kat. Hey, it's good to see you again. It is always a pleasure to see you. We get to see each other not often enough, I'd say, but I do feel privileged. I get to run into you in several circles at this point, and it's always a pleasure to hear from you, to chat with you, to discuss what's going on in the world with you. And I'm excited to have you back on to do just that, specifically from your little vantage point of expertise. It's a little vantage point of expertise. I'm humble. Uh You know this. I do know you are humble. And I do know that you also happen to be very knowledgeable and sitting on uh, top of a pyramid of so much valuable information. And you are luckily very generous about sharing it with everybody. And so that's exactly what we're going to do again today. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Catch me up. What's happened in the last six months since you've been on here? There was this little event, Giving Tuesday 2021. How'd that go? It was a little thing. It happened. It wasn't little. It never is. We say this every year, right? And we can never anticipate. We talked about this last time. We can never truly predict what's going to happen. We don't know. There's literally no way for us to guess. And so we don't. Um, But every year it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. This is the 10th Giving Tuesday, this past one, uh, but now we're in year 10. So this this year is our 10 year anniversary. I can't even we none of us can wrap our mind around it we feel like this was just yesterday when we were trying to explain to people that yes it's pound giving tuesday yes you type in the pound sign giving tuesday that's what a hashtag is uh to now having raised 
$2.7 billion in 24 hours for charities in the United States alone. It's mind blowing every single time I say it. And I always, I have a sticky note on the corner of my laptop to make sure that I get the number right because I get it wrong every single time. Uh, $2.7 billion in the US alone that we know about, right? Are the numbers that we put out are always conservative. Um, what else do we know? Volunteerism was up. Uh, 35 million adults participated in Giving Tuesday by raising their hand to volunteer in some way. A lot of it was micro volunteering this year, right? And virtual volunteering, things that I can do from the comfort of my own couch. Uh, some of the things we were suggesting people do were um, like you can, if you're a bilingual person, you can transcribe things for people. You can help the Smithsonian digitally transcribe stuff. It's I've done before. It's cool. Um, what else happened on Giving Tuesday? Goods donated, uh, 9.7, uh, sorry, 15, 13 million people gave their voice. So these are things like sharing a cause that's meaningful to them, uh, signing a petition, committing to get out there and create change locally in your com community by raising your voice. It was a big day. It's always a big day, but it doesn't stop on just this one day, right? So the rest of the year, we spend trying to convince the whole world that Giving Tuesday is actually every single Tuesday. And there, what happens if we wake up every Tuesday the same way we do on Mondays and go, oh, it's Monday Motivation Day or it's Friday Vibes Day, whatever it is. Today's Tuesday. It's the day to give back in a little way or a big way. Because if we all do that and act together, that's how we change our whole world. I love that. And I think it's a great philosophy, mantra, whatever you want to call it, um, about gratitude and about giving back. There's certainly enough psychology and studies done around the fact that when folks experience more gratitude, when they're more aware of gratitude and they are doing things for others, they're happier themselves. So it's not even if you're an organization trying to instill this kind of concept of giving Tuesday on a regular basis, it's not even selfish. It's actually in its own way, doing good for society to encourage that volunteerism, that kind of giving back in one way or another. I love and that empathy for each other and our communities yeah. and being a more community centric society. I think these past two years have shown us exactly the need for this sort of behavior change. So that's the little thing that we're working on over here at Giving Tuesday. Yeah, I Just feel like in the last thing. few years, we've uh, really, as a, a world, <laughs> uh, had something really large in common. <laughs> and, and, and I like to talk a lot about heroes and villains, and certainly most people will see the pandemic, COVID-19, as a villain, and it was big enough that it united an entire world against it. Uh, unfortunately, there were also some major splits and differences within that of how we should go about it, what we should do about it. But I do think in almost every way, it did help form communities. And when it comes down to it, we need to become a more generous humanity. I think we are inherently, but there's always room to grow that, right? What does it look like if our whole world values generosity above all else? Do we become the more just 
equitable society and world, I think we do. I think that's the path forward to, to any to anything, any of our crises at the moment. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good vision to me. So let's talk then, I guess, about Giving Tuesday and uh, giving in terms of the numbers that you do have. I know that you guys measure giving not just on Giving Tuesday. You measure it for the entire year-end period and year-round. You've got partnerships with all kinds of CRMs, right? So can you talk to me a little bit? First of all, Giving Tuesday was huge. Did it detract at all from the rest of the giving season? Do you know about those numbers yet? So it never does. This has been an age-old focus and an assumption about Giving Tuesday uh, since the early days, right? This incessant focus on the transaction and that it's uh, really how it's related to the scarcity mindset. And we think that's severely limiting the social sector. So many organizations feeling like they've just hit their giving ceiling. And Giving Tuesday itself is a perfect example of this. In the early days, there was this assumption that it couldn't possibly be additive. Uh, skeptics would tell us that giving is flat and you couldn't increase it. There was just no way. All you could do is move money around. And that if somebody gives today, then they're inherently going to give less later on. And the reality is that that's just not true. Uh, some of the earliest work that we did uh, with the Giving Tuesday data department was to examine the years of transactional level data. And, and we found that the, the statistical impact of Giving Tuesday is that it generates a spike. It's always additive. There's not this notion of cannibalization is just not something that happens. Uh, and if that's like the number one thing that the data commons and our team wants to put out there, it's that this scarcity mindset is just not it, guys. People are going to give and they're going to give repeatedly to the causes that they care about. We have to adopt an abundance mentality if we're going to move forward. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. I find organizations in general have a scarcity mindset and I kind of get it, you know, most start as as scrappy young nonprofits with not a lot of resources, but even as they get and hopefully grow into becoming midsize and even large organizations, there's always this, we've got to have as much as we can in order to do as much as we can, which I get, but there's a sense of competition yeah. where it doesn't really need to be there. I, I agree with you. If we could activate more people and if we could show them the benefits of giving and the benefits of creating a positive impact in society, then we're going to want to do more of that, right? As individuals, it's going to feel good to us. We're going to keep on doing it. However, yeah. of course, if we, you know, if, if we take someone's money and then don't communicate with them and then don't ask them for their input and their feedback and uh, to, to come along on the journey with us, then sure, it might create a negative association with giving. And we definitely want to avoid that. But we don't, assuming that we can tell our stories well, steward our donors, even from the point of Giving Tuesday to the very end of the year, we might be very surprised as to what happens with those same donors. Absolutely. This is about how do you rally all your folks and build a movement for your cause. It's not just about fundraising on one day of the year. The opportunity is to create mass mobilization for your cause. And we can do that if we all come together. We have a lot of coalition campaigns that happen on Giving Tuesday. It's one of the things that we're most proud of. Uh, 
nonprofits from various causes will all come together to work together on Giving Tuesday. So there's Giving Zoo Day, there's a domestic violence coalition, there are Muslim organizations who all work together uh, to uplift each other. It's really beautiful. So the rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely, absolutely. And And we want to see more of these. So if you are listening and you are a part of a cause and you go to the Giving Tuesday website and you don't yet see a Giving Tuesday cause coalition for you, contact us and let us know. We want to help you launch it. So organizations are usually fearful that, you know, their donors will donate to someone else instead, right? If, if they enter a coalition like that, do you have any data on what actually happens in these coalitions so that we could assuage some of those fears? Um, what happens more often than not is that they're giving to multiple organizations. So in certain age groups, and tend to be the younger age groups, but this is happening a lot, folks will be really interested in giving to a cause, but not necessarily one individual organization. They might not care exactly who, which organization it goes to, just as, as long as they're advancing the cause of hunger, poverty, whatever it is that is the cause of their heart. Um, so these cause type of coalitions are a great thing to be a part of. And so do they then uh, pool the money that comes in and split it uh, among all of them? How does that work? It depends on how each each coalition is free to operate however it is that they want to operate. There's a leader of each cause coalition. The infrastructure varies quite a bit. Sometimes they do these pooling strategies, but a lot of times they'll just be all together on one website. And some of the systems will show another nonprofit to you after you've given. Uh, they'll say, I see that you like this cause. What about this other one? They're also a hunger related cause. They might not necessarily be located in your city. They might be located across the country. Would you be interested in giving also to this organization? And so many folks press the yes and raise their hand and say, yes, I am also going to give to that organization too. That's amazing. So people give and they want to give. Yeah. You could almost think about it like you care about a cause and you want to affect change almost like investing. So if you're trying to invest in a certain outcome in the world, you might want to put a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. Overall, you might put in more money because you see more ways that you could affect positive change rather than just on one organization's uh, small scale or large scale, whatever it might be. Yes, that's a great way to think about it. It is. It's an investment in the world that we want to live in. So what else is working? What else worked as far as you could tell for this past year that organizations should be thinking about for next year in terms of Giving Tuesday and year-round giving? Um, a lot of things. I mean, one of the secret sauces, secret sauces to Giving Tuesday is this sense of urgency, right? It's the most important driver of donation behavior. If you're a donor, you want to be in on that fun. It's great to give on Giving Tuesday, but it's not a reason to give to your organization, right? These nonprofits still have to tell a compelling and emotionally driven story of impact uh, in order to tap into that heightened environment for giving. So it's not just about Giving Tuesday. You can create these moments all throughout the year. 
it's one of the reasons we created Giving Every Tuesday. What does it look like to create a mini Giving Tuesday every single Tuesday of the year? If you're not tapped into that, please join us. You can find out more at givingtuesday.org. But you can do this in your own communities, too, to create these giving moments that create a sense of urgency uh, and collective action all throughout the year and keep those Giving Tuesday donors and all of your donors engaged <clears throat> all throughout the year. We've seen folks give calls to action to not just donate. Maybe you have a volunteer day throughout the year. Maybe you have an advocacy year, but keep uh, keep those folks engaged throughout the year. So there are different uh, resources that we could devote to organizations, and you already actually covered them a couple of times in different ways, but it's money, it's time, and it's voice. Yeah. Right? So yeah. advocacy would fall under voice and or time. Volunteering falls under time. Um, and of course, money donating to a cause specifically. And I like that you're saying, you know, stagger or don't always just ask for one thing. Show other ways that people could get involved, other things that they could do to feel like they're a part of the cause, like they're giving of themselves and investing into you because then they'll be more invested in seeing a positive result and investing in their own communities right you have to frame it that way it's not necessarily investment in you and your specific work it's their investment in their own community or in that cause that they're so passionate about all about that framing but when you say urgency and and you mentioned that a couple of times are you just saying you know today is the day or are you saying on the sense of like i just got an email this morning from an organization that I support that's worried about what's going on in Ukraine, right? There's definitely a sense of urgency there, right? Yeah. But we can't manufacture that year round. And, and I actually have seen organizations try to say every other day, seemingly, obviously I'm exaggerating, but now we need your support now more than ever, every other day. It can't and, be fake. It yeah. can't be fake, right? You can't, there, there are limits to your creation, of urgency. I think it's recognizing the moments that are going to work for your community though, right? Yep. If you're an organization that's on the ground work doing refugee work, then there have been moments these past year that have been very obvious for you to do something. And I think there's a lot of hand-wringing about over-asking. We mm -hmm. get this question a lot. Am I, am I over-asking? And the answer is absolutely not. In fact, we are not asking nearly enough as much as we should be. Asking broadly, right? Now, we're not advising that you ask for money every single day of the year and run weekly fundraising campaigns. That might be too much for your community. But asking in the sense of getting your folks involved in all of the different ways that we just mentioned. I totally agree that organizations tend not to ask enough in different ways for different yeah. things. There is this fear of donor fatigue and asking too much of your donors. But if you're trying to engage them as human beings, not as ATMs, and asking different things of them on a regular basis, then I definitely think that just gets them more involved and, and more invested, as we were saying before. But then how do we, so Giving Tuesday itself, let's let's focus just on the one big day, right? Um, the, the day after Cyber Monday or after the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. How do you create a sense of urgency on that day? I mean, it's a known day at this point, but... I is there yeah, so you don't have to. It's already there, right? Uh, we are now known. We have the most brand awareness that we've ever had, right? And that's just going to keep on growing globally. 
uh, I don't want to say everybody knows about what Giving Tuesday is, but there are a lot of people who know what Giving Tuesday is at this point. And your opportunity is to harness that energy that's already happening. There are, we know there are millions of people who participate in Giving Tuesday. We saw it last year. We're going to see it again next year. Uh, it's an already existing urgent day that is happening with or without you, which sounds like a harsh thing to say, but use that. And whether you use it for fundraising or not, you don't have to use it for fundraising. You can use it to mobilize your community in a different way. You can get them if ready for your end of year campaign when you're ready to launch that, but use that as a rallying cry for people who are already interested in giving. Sort of as a springboard. But you can't say it's Giving Tuesday, so give to my organization, right? You can't just fire off five emails throughout the, the day that say give because it's Giving Tuesday. You can say it's Giving Tuesday and here's all the impact that we are doing in our community. And if you're new, here's an overview of what we accomplished last year. And if you've been with us this whole time and you're ideally sending those, you're using your targeting. We'll talk about this in my NYU class about email <laughs> marketing and targeting. Uh, ideally, you're sending these emails to different folks, but if you're sending another email, you've been with us all this year, thank you a thousand times, thank you, and here are a bunch of different ways that you can give to us, and here's why, and here's the impact that we're creating along with you. Right. You're still. But never, you're just giving because it's Giving Tuesday. That's going to fail. Right. Right. You, you need that story. You need the... And the... Who, what, That's when, almost where, where always what we the answer that we get from folks when they'll complain at us that well, Giving Tuesday was a failure for us. Nine times out of ten, that's what they end up saying to us. I, I sent an email that said it's Giving Tuesday. Will you give to us? That's not going to work. We know that's not going to work. Yeah, Giving Tuesday is an opportunity to engage, but it's not engagement in and of itself. Right. Nailed it. Absolutely valid point. So I'm glad we're sharing that. All right. So if we want to have the best year of giving right uh, this year, and we want to have the best end of year campaign, starting with Giving Tuesday in 2022, what are some of the trends? Um, what are some of the things that we should be doing and looking at today to get ourselves in the best uh, in the best position to have the best results this year? So we are in the most volatile and uncertain market that we've ever been in, right? So thing number one to do is follow Giving Tuesday, get on our newsletter because we are constantly putting out new data about what's going on in the moment. Uh, best thing to do is get on our newsletter. Um, second best thing that you can do is start working on your donor retention keep chugging along on that and work harder at it than you had in previous years because it's been falling, right? Uh, folks are interested in giving to new organizations. And while that can also be great for you, still want to work on retaining those folks. So think about ways that you can create moments this coming year to engage your folks, to keep them moving and activated toward your cause so they're not just hearing from you once a year. It's a little trickier to do. I know we're not in person some places and out of person, however we're calling it, in other places, but 
the thing that we've seen these past two years is that folks are creative and our sector is creative and resilient and innovative. And if you're willing to experiment, and we hope that you are, um, then you're going to move farther faster and you're going to retain more donors and you're going to find new donors. Absolutely. I lost my train of thought for us. What we're talking <laughs> That's about. okay. We're talking about how to put ourselves in the best position for uh, this year to have the best fundraising. We're um, at the where when this episode is airing, it's still the end. The well, it's still the first quarter of the year, and so a lot of organizations are going through their processes. Hopefully, they're looking at their new donors that they hopefully acquired starting uh you know the end of year last year whether they picked them up during giving tuesday or the rest of the end of year cycle and i do agree and i've had some other guests uh, on the show talking about you know how donor retention is not nearly what it should be mm -hmm. and we need to be talking better we've got to do better yeah yeah we we've got to do better our donors on a more regular basis giving them value that uh that idea that you said before of how you know putting out constantly calls for money and just saying, give me money, give me money, give me money, donate, donate, donate is going to burn donors out. But if you're giving back to them, you know, if you're providing value on a regular basis to your donors, then they're going to be much more engaged and willing to pay you back for the value that you're giving them. And sometimes that value might just be the work that you're doing in your community which they're seeing or that you're sharing stories with them about, that's also valuable to them. It makes them feel good about the money they've invested. And that they feel a part of that. Yeah. That's critical to frame it in a way because they are, they're a part of that. And you have to show them that or yeah, you're going to lose them. If you think, and I'm going to try not to beat this analogy to death, but if you think about it in terms of investing, if you uh, had invested in Amazon when it was, you know, just first IPO'd, uh, came out on the stock market, and you saw how well it was performing, you would likely invest more. And you would invest more over time because you kept believing in the company. You kept seeing how the work it was doing was working, and, and it was making more and more money for the folks that were investing. You might keep investing in Amazon or pick any company. It doesn't really matter. Sure. Similarly, if you're investing in a nonprofit, the return on investment, it's not financial, but it is very much real. They can see it, they can feel it, um, and feeling perhaps being the most important one. So if they are giving to you and then seeing the return on investment over and over and over again, they're much more likely than to keep trusting you with their money to provide that return again and again. Exactly. Um, if you don't have monthly giving set up as an option on your donation page, I encourage everybody listening to do that um mobile giving it's really critical that you get mobile give like that's your apple pay your i click two times real quick and that's all i have to do in order to give to that nonprofit that's what i want that's what everybody wants um if your donation platform doesn't offer mobile giving now it's february plenty of time before end of year to investigate what that might look like to move over to making things easier for your folks yeah. streamline the whole experience you have to especially the way are what folks expect of you we have to make things easier and and more efficient and more streamlined absolutely removing as much friction as possible uh, yep. along the way right yep. um, 
the uh, the river will cut through the softest rock. If I have to come back later to try to enter my credit card information on a desktop while I'm actually receiving your message on mobile and I don't feel like typing everything in, then it's going to it's 2022. We cannot be asking anybody to type their credit card number anywhere. Absolutely fair. I have very high expectations, but it's possible. It's it's also 2022, and it's and we live in a world where it's not hard to set this stuff up. Speaking of 2022 and making things easy and giving them uh, choices, do you guys track uh, crypto donations as well? We don't, but our community, we have a whole data folks who are working on what that looks like. Uh, as you can imagine, that was a trend uh, this year. We had crypto, what do they call it? There's Bitcoin Tuesday and then there's crypto. There's crypto giving Tuesday. Yeah. There, there's a couple of different yeah, iterations. Yeah. Uh, of the, the guys from the giving block created crypto yeah. giving Tuesday and NFT Tuesday. Um, I was going to say there's NFT Tuesday. Um, yeah. And they had a banner year and they're not the only folks processing crypto donations for nonprofits, but um, it was pretty impressive, like 10x from last year. It was immense, which I think we anticipated, right? But who knows if that's going to be 10x for next year. Could not even hazard a guess. Um, I don't know what to say about crypto. I mean, if you're in a position to try it out, try, I'm, I'm always inclined to say, try it out, get yourself a profile on Giving Block's website. It's not, they, they walk you through how to do it, yeah. especially for people who have no idea what it is or what we're talking about. Uh, they help you, you get your profile set up on there uh, so that the folks who have Bitcoin and they wanna donate it, you, you wanna be there. There's no sense in not being there. Right, you, you can't, uh... You can only lose if you're not going to get in the game. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. And there's oh. not all that many that are signed up on the platform. Get in at the ground level, as they say. All right. Kat, what else should our folks know? We're coming up on that half hour mark, which is what I aim for with every episode. And I always tend to run over. Uh, hopefully okay. folks are staying with it because they love the content that's coming across. And hearing from you certainly is one of those uh, one of those times when I'm happy to keep going. Uh, but wow. what else should people know? What else should they be thinking about? Is there anything I didn't get to ask you that they should be focusing on today? Um, you've got time. We're in February right now. So while I'm not saying that you should be thinking about Giving Tuesday at this moment in your life, you can be thinking about things like making your systems more efficient, uh, thinking about your offerings to your donors and how you're going to keep them engaged throughout the year so that you are able to have a gangbusters uh, Giving Tuesday for this coming year. Um, keep in touch with us. Follow Giving Tuesday for all of the latest we are offering programming all throughout the year. We have a partnership with MailChimp uh, that I'm really excited about. I don't think this is, this is, I think this is the first time that's ever happened. We're investigating email. We're looking at what happens on giving to Giving Tuesday emails. What's the click-through rate? Uh, what, all kinds of things. Partnerships with companies, brands, all kinds of things so that you can learn from the best of the best. That's pretty awesome. A couple of years ago, or last year, was it? You had an, uh, an additional Giving Tuesday kind of banner day in, in May. Uh, yeah, um, we did a May. bonus Giving Tuesday in May, uh, right at the early days of COVID. Is um, that something that you guys are looking at doing again, or that was just a one-off? 
No, that's a one-off. I mean, Giving Tuesday is an open source movement, though. So if somebody wants to have a Giving Tuesday in the spring, they can by all means organize one. Um, but no, that we're gonna we're gonna keep focusing on our every Tuesday. That's really because cool. It should be every Tuesday. I look forward to seeing and hearing more about the Every Tuesday movement. Um, it's still going to be called Giving Tuesday, but just every Tuesday, or are we starting a whole new Giving hashtag? Every Tuesday. Yeah. Giving Every Tuesday. Giving Every Tuesday. Love it. Awesome. Kat, thank you so much for coming back on and debriefing us on what happened and giving us some tips and strategies for what to do going forward. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and to learn from you. Likewise. Awesome. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you again soon. And I hope I'll be seeing all the folks watching or listening to this episode again soon. We'll be back again next week with more fantastic guests. If you like this episode, if you like any of our episodes, please do leave us a review. That's how more folks like you find it and get to learn from people like Kathleen Murphy-Toms of Giving Tuesday and all the great guests that we bring on to the show. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thank you all for watching and listening to the Nonprofit Hero Factory. We hope this episode has given you some ideas and strategies for creating more heroes for your cause and a better world for all of us. Please be sure to subscribe to this show on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And let us know what you think by leaving a review.